And welcome to Nerds of the Square Circle. We are your host. I am Snarf Chris. And I'm Sam Jericho. Did he just send us a voice message? He did. With his picks. So no do with the headband today. He just sent us this voicemail. Read it and believe it, son. With his picks for SummerSlam. Yeah. It's a big week. It's got a lot of stuff hap- happening or happened yeah, this week. Yeah, there is. This has been a, a heavy wrestling news week. Uh, before we get into it, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, we have a YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing gets posted there, but you know, go follow us there. We also have a merch store. Go buy t-shirts and go check out the other podcasts in the network. Uh, Summonary Radio and Future Flexibility. I mean, they don't really need to, though. I mean, you should know. They're listening to this they're good. one. They're listening to the best one. Would you not agree? Moving on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, no do is a headband. Sam's here now. Hello, yeah, Sam. Yeah. Um, Excited? SummerSlam coming up? Yeah, well... G1 just ended. G1 just ended. SummerSlam. A um, lot of stuff happening. I am bummed out about uh, about Ric Flair, though. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Oh. Um, so his wife came out with a statement just a while ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. They finally uh, gave some details. That it's not good. It's uh, He's still not out of the water yet, yeah. um, but he did have surgery. Okay. Um... There was speculation that it had something to do with it wasn't it wasn't anything to do with his heart or anything. No, nah, I don't but think that it he was. He had certain systems that weren't doing well, so yeah, his body was basically like shutting down, yeah, and which isn't really not. Good. He's old. He's had a well, really, really, really rough life. He too. survived a plane crash and then wrestled for thirty years afterwards. Yeah, which is kind this is of true. you know, uh, <laughs> he's a trooper. He's uh, a legend. So uh, prayers and thoughts go to Ric Flair. Of course, uh, oh, Flair is always one of those guys that. And it, there's nothing you never hear anything bad about Flair. Flair is a well liked dude. Everybody well, likes I mean, him. No, no, no. I mean, not, probably not in the business. Um, <laughs> well, just, he's, he's he's a troublemaker, but I think yeah. everyone will at least agree that they respect Ric Flair for all of his contributions to the business, at the very least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's lots of wrestlers' favorite wrestler. Yeah. So I mean, he's the reason why a lot of wrestlers became wrestlers. Wrestlers, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, he, um... What are matches in Flair's career that stands out in your head? Well, it's weird. I didn't really get to know Flair until... WCW days is when his, I was re- his, yeah. his really... But it's what I'd say is the twilight of his career. Even yeah. though the twilight of his career lasted, like, 15 years. Um, I remember watching it with someone where they were like, wow, he's really old. And then them talking about what he must have looked like when he was younger. It's like, well, he was more fit. But he really that's about doesn't. It. That's, he doesn't really look that different. Um, no. Which is crazy. Is he's like he doesn't. He's when you think of the greatest wrestler of all time, sixteen-time world champion. Uh, he, I don't know if if you didn't know that you would picture Ric Flair. It's not what the um, first thing that would come to my head if I wasn't a wrestling you know, fan. But I, you know, uh, I I went back and I've watched all of his stuff now. Right. Obviously, um, his stuff with Ricky Steamboat is some of the best stuff. Ricky Steamboat is one of my favorite wrestlers. So yeah, yeah. So yeah. I've always been a fan of the those matches that he's had. Yeah. Well, yeah. They, they uh, all three of them, I would say, are classic, almost inarguably classic. Yeah, they are the most definitely. You know, um, what what does it take to make a classic match to you, though? I mean, uh, well, that's it's pretty it's pretty easy to quantify that. Twenty years later, you're still talking about the match. Yeah. It's a it's okay, a classic so, match. So, see, interesting. That's that's a good point. Is that uh, I think a lot of what to me makes a classic match has to do with its place in history. And yeah. It's going to be talked about later. The the Savage Steamboat had a feel of being an instant classic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think the Flair Steamboat uh, matches did too. Which I think uh, I like the the third one the best. Yeah. I think it's the most technical sound match match match. Well, it also if you're having a trilogy. Um, they should be building on each other, so ideally mm-hmm. the third match of any match would be the best one. The The Rock and Stole Cold had their WrestleMania trilogy, yeah. where I think the middle one's better. Punk and Joe had a trilogy in Ring of Honor, where, again, I think the second one is the best one of the three. But then it's weird, like, uh, I heard someone talking about that, would you consider, like, The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels to have a trilogy where... There's the two WrestleMania matches, and the first one being, I guess, the Hell in a Cell. Even though the Hell in a Cell match was the second match in a three-match trilogy at the time in '97. You know I just actually just watched that match. Uh, Shawn Michaels almost bleeds to death in that match. I know. Yeah, he's really. I forgot he's... how bloody and color, much yeah. color they got in that match. Well, they don't. 
they don't show clips of it anymore. Yeah, because, I know. Uh, you know, and then when they do, it's always in black. But and the white. match is amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. It it's one of those matches that um look like a real fight. Mm-hmm. Like it was those two dudes are trying to kill each other. Yeah, and then Kane came in and oh yeah, that's the, the Undertaker and the yeah, Undertaker yeah, never that's survived. The debut of uh Kane. Yeah. Um, but like. Uh, so they had the the match where they couldn't stay inside the ring a few months before that, and then they had the casket match at Royal Rumble a few months later. That was the r- trilogy there. But because the Hell in a Cell became so iconic, it's like you think of the three iconic Undertaker Shawn Michaels matches, even though one was ten years before the others. But because they are such like the WrestleMania twenty five match with Shawn Michaels and Undertaker, yeah. they were two wrestlers that were so synonymous with WrestleMania of twenty five years at the time. Uh, you know, never left WWE to go to any other. They were the cornerstones of WWE finally going at each other in a big, re- epic WrestleMania match. So right there, you have so much story that it was going to be awesome. It was going to be a historically memorable match, no matter even what. if the match didn't do what it did. As opposed to uh, the G1 that just happened uh, over the weekend, the finals of B Block was Kazuchika Okada versus Kenny Omega, where... Uh, Kenny Omega went over, uh, went on to face Naito in the in the finals. But they had their third match in the last six months. The first one getting the six star rating at Wrestle Kingdom. The second one, which getting the seven star, I guess. Yeah, I mean six plus. Uh, <clears throat> go doing a Broadway where they uh went to the time limit. This one had a was a very different match, and personally, I thought that this one, I think was I liked this one more than I liked Do you? the other. Yeah, I actually liked the first one better. Really, okay. I, they're all well, I mean, they're know. all like freaking yeah. amazing. Um, some of it is some of the best wrestling I've ever seen. But I bring it up because Dave Meltzer, uh, recently said, talking about uh those three matches as a trilogy and thinking that the Okada Omega trilogy might be the best trilogy of all time, putting it over even the Ric Flair, oh really, Ricky Steamboat trilogy, okay. saying that he thought it was more athletic and that the storytelling match to match to match was better than that one and i think that's so crazy because it just happened a few days ago and he's already putting it over like how do you say something like in the moment you know immediately like do you think that it's hard to say something like that until like uh, time time has gone by i don't know but you kind of watch the omega and uh, okada matches and you know you're watching something different that's true yeah there's there's some some matches while they're happening you can feel that this is something special this is something special and i really do think you know five years from now yeah, people are still going to be talking about Omega and uh, Okada. By the time we got to the third one, I think I almost feel weird talking about it because I feel like it's already like it's already a standard. Where do we even need to say anything about Okada versus Omega? No, because it's already gotten this reputation where like you're going to say it's awesome. I know, yeah, I know, it yeah. was awesome, right? Because yeah. it is. Like, were you almost annoyed at the fact that it's so how good great? it was? Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, but I like the storytelling. I mean, it was it was hard to watch. Yeah, even the third one had to, this uh, pace that Omega put off right at the beginning. Yeah, where he's like, "Well, I have to beat him as quick as possible." Yeah, because he couldn't which beat him. Was so freaking awesome. Because he he they went forty five minutes in the first match where he couldn't beat him. The second match they went an hour. Couldn't and beat had him. to stop and he couldn't beat him. So the third match with a thirty minute time limit meant that he had Guns to beat him and in faster than he even did before. So they come out of the block swinging, and uh, I was. Talking I'm really starting to feel bad for Okada, by the way. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, like every match he's in is just the roughest match I've ever seen. Yeah, it just keeps topping itself. He's gonna shibata himself. Yeah, he really uh, is. Who? Showed up. Yeah, what does that even G1, mean? Do you know what he that said? That he's alive. Yeah, that's uh, all he said. It was I'm that alive. He's he's a, that's basically what he said. Like I'm not. I don't think he's. I don't think they're ever gonna clear him to wrestle. Right. I mean, was this his way to that, say I mean, like, hey, I'm I'm okay, I'm okay. but yeah. I'm I, I'm done. Well, like, it seems like for so long we weren't even sure exactly what his condition was. Yeah, because there was a while. I know for a month he was in a hospital bed, like yeah. continuing to lose fillings in his arms and his yeah. legs, off and on. Um, it was really cool to see him come back out because the uh they're going into their break, their intermission. Yeah, and I'm getting up. And yeah, I, I hear the, I hear break, the music, yeah. and I'm like, oh, what? There's no freaking way. And when he come out and he's crying, he looks even different. Half in the, the face. audience yeah. is crying when the music played. You could see people freak freaking out, freaking out. Um, and if you don't know, uh, Shibata headbutted Okada. Um, three months ago. Yeah, 
something like that, uh, and had a hemorrhage in his brain, God. and basically lost control of all his arms and legs. Yeah. He was, they thought he was going to be paralyzed. They thought he was going to die, actually. So a month of sitting in a hospital bed trying to regain feelings, too. He walked into the ring, took a small bump. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess that was a bump. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it was. A, it was to a, say that he's okay. And to I say think he that was that's okay. Emotional, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, and I'm so happy for that. I love. Yeah, Okada. Okada's a guy that instantly stood out. It's obviously was his style. Yeah, like he has a a very like you want to talk about strong style. That dude was strong style. So uh, so that compared to you know, do you talk about Okada really working himself? The Shibata kept having matches where he was clearly injured, and people think, okay, well, clearly he's going to stop. And then the next booking he had, he shows up and has another mm-hmm. killer match. And then so it just seemed like an inevitable thing to happen. And I don't but want to say weird, something like that's going to happen to him. But Okada. a weird way to happen, you know, like a well, headbutt. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I'm just, I'm just saying that you, you can only go. You don't want it to happen. You can't to go fourth gear and And we every talked about match. it on the last podcast that I really, really, really enjoy New Japan. And I, it's easily to say that it's my favorite um, mm-hmm. um, promotion. I have a fear in two years that all the guys that we're watching right now and having and really enjoying yeah. are pushing themselves so hard right now that's exactly. that they're not going to be here in two years. And that's what I'm saying is that I when I watched Wrestle Kingdom 11 between Okada and Omega, right. when it was over, I thought it was the best, greatest thing I'd ever seen. But the reason why is because I thought they went too far. I thought that they hit it. I thought they took too many scary bumps. I thought it was too much, and they've been escalating in the matches since yeah. the match on because as weekend, they get more popular, when they teased that they were going to stop it because of that uh, that driver on the outside, yeah, with I thought it was Okada, real. I really thought that they were going to do it. Um, it's it's. I was talking to Emily about it. She was saying like I I don't like. She doesn't like the blood. She's glad that it's back because right, she right, just right. thinks it's scary. She's like, and I, she said we watched that together. She said I think this is worse. Not, these you're, matches you're actually make people, me want to yeah. not look. I'm afraid I'm going to watch someone kill somebody else. And then let's move forward to the, the finals was uh, Omega and uh, Naito. Which Naito won. And Naito won. How Which, did that happen? Well, first, I want to say, I think we were talking about who we thought were the leads to Naito win wasn't the even other in the conversation. block. And I feel embarrassed to yeah, say I, that. Yeah, me too. Because obviously he should have been. Not because he won, but because Cause it's Naito. Because he's Naito, yeah. Um, I think that's where Naito is to me, though. That Naito is so great. That I don't think he he's already he moved doesn't beyond mean, it, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. crazy thing to say. It's not true. I don't. I think um, his run last year with the belt finally was uh, great. Intercontinental. Um, no, we, well, he won the IWGP for oh, a yeah, few months sure last did. year. Yeah, yeah. And then I, his I missed all that. So yeah. Um, his when I first started watching New Japan, I didn't like Naito. Mm-hmm. I didn't like his babyface stuff. I thought when he won the G One and fought Okada that it deserved. This is harsh. That it deserved to be bumped. From the main event. If you wow. don't know, he won and fought Okada, but then there was a vote where they voted for one of the two headline matches as to which would go on last. And the other match, which happened to be for the Intercontinental title between Hiroshi Tanahashi and Shinsuke Nakamura, wow. which is crazy huge, went on last. last. Okay. So, oh, wow. And really? since then, Okada has had a chip on his shoulder, which is why I've been so into Okada, because every time he comes out, it feel, you can feel him trying to prove the naysayers there's wrong. something that happens in his this blink <laughs> in face. his expression yeah so when the spot where he um they they messed up the pile driver through the table now i've heard people saying that 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 might have been on purpose that was a purposeful botch sure if, if it, i think both of the botches were purpose too whenever they were on the turntable uh-huh uh, yeah. the the turnbuckle and they fell and nobody i mean uh nido's uh, head almost went into the yeah I think scary. that was on purpose because that match was so crazy. Yeah, there was a few points in it where I'm like, "Oh, is he? Was that supposed to happen?" But I think that was a botch too because they transitioned too too quickly into the reverse uh, hurricanrana. Yeah. So I think both of those were like accidental on purpose, purposefully accidental. Yeah. But when he dropped Omega into the guardrail from the mm-hmm. table thing, and he hit you, saw his head hit, and his uh, face stayed cold <laughs> yeah and he just gets up pushes omega back and just walks to the ring like yeah, nothing happened like nothing happened that was great yes his ever since he went to mexico and came back with uh since the um inclusion of los angobanopolis in which i still New can't Japan, say by the way has been amazing uh it works better when you say de japon it's easier for me to say if i say los angobanopolis de japon lij just i just say, say lij just i just say, say los cinco oh my god <laughs> i'm just gonna cut out the bad, um, hard part 
Anyway, go ahead. Despacito. Um, so I'm just getting since, where I can say the Japanese names. It's, it's a weird thing. Uh, it's why I don't know why they don't turn Roman Reigns heel in the WWE. I know that it's because yeah, they're tired. Of, they're tired of doing it. This is it's a it's a tried and true, arguably formula. But I don't think they do it. Is that people start getting booed, but they're they're being pushed because they're talented. There aren't a lot of people that get that much hate on them that aren't um, in that position for a reason, regardless of what it is. Uh, so when they finally turn them heel and you're not expected to like them, you can just appreciate them for what they are, and inevitably people end up loving them. And I don't know, is Omega a heel? Is Naito a no, heel? No, I mean, is maybe Omega, like Japan? four months ago, was going towards heel. They are definitely moving him towards a babyface yeah. thing right now. Especially, I don't know if you've seen it, they posted it on their Facebook page or their Twitter account. Um, backstage after the match was Naito when he lost. Um, they're walking through the corridors, and what's his old tag team? Abushi? Kota Abushi. Yeah, was well, there. That's what I was saying. I, I think that it would be good to put him into a program with Abushi or for with Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of seeds there, which is why it works. There's a lot of layers. We so can... what I think is going to happen, Omega gets booted out of the Bullet Club. Cody yeah. takes over. Of course. The elite goes with them, and then they're the elite. Oh, I don't know about that. I mean, maybe. Have the elite be like its own separate it's own thing. Faction. It doesn't need to be. It doesn't need Bullet Club, Club or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, that's in, that's fair. Um, it's weird because I don't know what that does with t-shirt sales because the t-shirt sales is another thing they're going to look at. Well, the thing about um, the Bullet Club, see, when you're saying the stuff about Kota Ibushi, I think it's also plausible because one thing I'll say about the Young Bucks is they're not going to break up. They've said yeah, they're never no, going to be never gonna break up. It. They're yeah. always going to be a tag team. So I think they lost the belts. But too, all groups in wrestling break up it's an inevitability if, if and i know it breaks never your heart to break up. if you breaks your heart to think that the young bucks and the kenny omega wouldn't stay together but i think you could do if no, they, you could separate the problem them. with them breaking up is that then you want to build a feud out of it if you can but then how do you have one guy versus a tag team right you could put kenny with back with kota ibushi and then have exactly. them against the young bucks, something like that right. um but that's not so i assume that we're going to get naito versus okada at wrestle kingdom 12 i would hope so or do you think that somehow Kenny Omega sticks his nose? Do you think that he's that the trilogy's over? Like, I don't think, do you think that the Okada Omega stuff is done. This was a, another thing. Uh, I can't remember the guy I was listening to that was talking about it. Is like there are so many Japanese fans right now mm-hmm. that are not not sick of Omega not getting the belt, but think it's time. Yeah, and they're going to start turning on Okada because of it. Yeah. Um. So what I think is going to happen? I don't think he's going to beat Okada ever. He's going to beat Naito. Oh, okay. So down the line, uh, Naito wins the belt. Yeah. He starts going after that belt. He beats Naito. He still doesn't have Okada. They save that storyline forever for it's the guy he'd never beat for the belt. It's weird. I mean, it's not. Um, it's not like they're doing anything wrong. It's just no. not what I expect. Just I. The second it was over at Wrestle Kingdom eleven, and you heard all of the people that watched it. It had such a big amount of buzz about it. Mm-hmm. Um, the rating that Dave Meltzer gave it. The just the fact that everyone online was talking about it, whether they saw it or not, it was one of the biggest, like, kind of outside the bubble of America matches to happen in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought the way to capitalize on that is to then build to their next biggest, their biggest show the next year and do the rematch there. So when they did the rematch Early. at Dominion yeah. and then they did another one at G1, it surprised me. It surprised me too, um, so... So, because I just thought that the best thing... You saved that. Obviously, right. they should do it at the next Wrestle Kingdom. But that doesn't mean that they can't do it again, or that they're wasting it. Then they have so much talent there, I think that it's, it's just nothing but... Uh... Yeah, because as soon as Naito won, uh, my first thought process was, like, so how does Kenny play into that? Yeah, exactly. Because it just but seems I mean, an obvious yeah. thing, but if not, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It was surprising. I don't know where it's going and why I'm super enjoying it now. I am just like you said. I am ashamed of myself that that Naito. Whenever I saw him in the match, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be a good match." Yeah. And then when he won, I'm like, "Why didn't I think of that to happen?" Yeah. Because it just seems so obvious that Kenny was gonna win. And then when he won, it just feels like it feels like it was a rub for Naito to beat Kenny. Yeah. Which yeah, is crazy because yeah, Naito's been IWGP champion and Kenny hasn't. Exactly. That's was rid- ridiculous. I thought the match was great. I didn't. You I you messaged me right after you watched it. Yeah, I did. I thought it was great. I thought that the last five minutes was a little much. Okay. I get tired of... I don't like too much one move, kick out, and someone being like, how did they kick... I can only listen yeah, to the yeah, announcers yeah. say, how did he kick out? 
so many times in a row before I'm like, just wait. It it it, it wears thin on me. You can only do it so many times. They did it like eight or nine times. They should New Japan has a very big. Um, it's like the le- you can always tell when it's the last five minutes of a match. Yeah. Any any match. Yeah. Any match. The the audience knows. The audience it. The buzz knows. The everybody match. knows it. It's it's this very big ramp up. Yeah. Um, within it, the last five minutes, but it's a. Uh, I had the same problem. It's with not it. necessarily a bad thing, but it's but it's just, just there. that uh, the AJ Styles um, John Cena matches had that same thing. Yeah, where did. near the end it just turns into one of these guys is going to win. Who it is? Who is just move? Is it that? No. Is it this guy? No. It's back and forth, and that it, it just it gets too much for me. But uh, overall, I thought this uh, the G one was great. I and loved it. it. To me, again, it was an, another awesome New Japan event. The whole thing. The whole pay per view is really good, but is it going to be the the event of the summer? Because we've well, got SummerSlam coming. We're going to take weekend. a break and we're going to come back and do our picks for SummerSlam, oh, yeah. which is this weekend, which is a six hour show. Oh my god, we'll talk about that. Yeah. So we're going to take a break and we're going to come right back with our picks for SummerSlam. Imagine yourself on a journey with the somewhat nerdy radio podcast crew as we travel through forgotten realms and far-off galaxies. Your captains, the sensational Snarf Chris and the cunning Critter, constantly face an element of danger. Welcome to the somewhat nerdy radio podcast. The bright light in the podcast sphere. Download and subscribe Somewhat Nerdy Radio today on iTunes and SoundCloud or stream it at somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. Do you ever wish there was an easy way to find out what movies are coming out without having to go through the pain of Googling it? And did you ever wish you could get some random nerd's opinion on those movies? Well, your wishes have come true. I'm Billiam from Somewhat Nerdy, and I have a new podcast called Future Flicks, where I talk about every movie that's coming out during the week, and I throw in some opinions, facts, and even the occasional recommendation. So check out Future Flicks on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. And we're back. We are back. We're gonna talk about SummerSlam and Raw and SmackDown this week, which had a uh, lots of things. Lots of things happen that has a lot of people scratching their heads. I thought, I, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and say personally before you even get into it, because I know that you have a vein popping out of your head. I loved all of it. All the things that are you're gonna want to talk about. You're such a contrarian. I fucking like, love it. It, no, if it's terrible, like I love it's it because it's it so terrible. great. And no. WWE is the best. <laughs> hey, that's not. I mean, it's a little bit, but I mean, no, we I have a whole, we have a whole podcast proving yeah. that's not true. But still, okay, let's let's go ahead and start with the obvious one because it's the it's the biggest news of the past few days, anyway. Um, Baron Corbin um, failed at cashing in the Money in the Bank well, contract. First, he cashed in the Money in the Bank, which would I was the whole time he was doing. Did you not think it was a tease? And then before the bell was going to ring, they were going to stop it or something like. Well, how long have you been watching with the Money in the Bank stuff? Uh, I've seen all the cash ins eventually. But I mean, like, but not as like but an active while two going years. On. So I mean, I'm back when two or three years. And yeah, when Sheamus did it. Yeah, um, live. I've seen those two. So, so you're not jaded to the concept or anything. Like no, that. no, no, no. See, I am, or not. Am, I'm not jaded to it, but it's just. I think if you have people cash in and they don't make it, it makes it more of a you don't know what's going to happen feel about it. It's like the you can't have some like in new japan versus wwe no one ever gets counted out of the ring in new japan correct? ever yeah but nobody because... ever gets disqualified no yeah uh, elgin got disqualified in the g1 which was okay. they used it as part of the storyline but it was um, so stupid uh but uh wwe is not is very different you would agree with that yeah and they like to ramp up the drama in every scenario as you can meaning anytime someone gets goes for a tag they can't use their legs. They have to crawl on the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one knows how to climb up a ladder like a normal person. And when somebody falls to the ground, it's always, will they or won't they get back in the ring? But that only works if sometimes they don't get back in the ring. If every time uh, they do a 10 count, they get in before the last 10 count, which is what it is. It's just 10 counts of 10, according to the audience. Um, <laughs> you you So you have to have the what I would argue are BS finishes when people win by count out just so it's believable for when something like that happens 
I would attribute that the same thing with Baron Corbin and Money in the Bank. I don't. You are a terrible human being. Why am I a terrible human? You're being? a terrible human. First human of being. all, I'm not even a Baron Corbin Jinder fan. Jinder Mahal has been on a run that I think has surprised everybody. Oh yeah, how I agree. Well it I is. Agree. He does not deserve to have the Money in the Bank cashed in on him. Shinsuke Nakamura, who has been undefeated, definitely is doesn't deserve to have the Money in the Bank cashed in on him. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I agree with Dave Meltzer that I don't think Baron Corbin is ready. That's not. That's just I agree. I don't think Baron Corbin's really done anything, which is why it was weird when he won Money in the Bank. I thought it was obvious because he's the one that arguably least deserves Money in the Bank. But you don't want to win your title like that. I think it's better for him to lose. You don't want to win what? Well, well, you don't want to win your title like that. Is that what you just said? I'm saying that if Baron Corbin won, he won Money in the Bank. If he cashed in at SummerSlam and became champion, is there asterisks next to his name? No, I'm saying you would watch it going, he's the guy that they gave the prop to now. Yeah, if that's he, the whole point of the money in the bank, That's though. not what it's supposed to be, well, What is it supposed to be about? I'm, you explain to me exactly what WWE uses When you're uses champion, you're not supposed to feel like you're just the guy like that they Mahal? to make champion. Well, that's what I'm saying, is that gender You just explained it. You Jinder just explained Mahal that. felt like that, but he has grown into it. Yeah, he, okay. he really has. Yeah. I don't know if Baron Corbin would do that or well, not. Well, that was the to whole rumor fair. that Baron Corbin was going to get the belt and they were going to change his character from there. Yeah. He was going to go more hardcore. It was going to be a little bit more But, like, let's uh, say this cynical. happens now. He he loses he's, money in the he, bank. He, they he use snaps, it as story. He yeah, destroys yeah. John Cena at SummerSlam, and then he goes on a tear. And then when he finally does win the title, it means more. And you channel it all the way back to when he lost money in the bank. That he yeah. realized that he snapped. I don't <clears> think that's I agree. a bad I, thing. No, I don't think that's a bad thing either. Um, it, it's, it's just a... It's so freaking weird. Yeah. Why why do this today? Why do this now? Because why do buzzed. it the way you do it? Because you're buzzed about it and that that and buzz is always a good thing going into a pay-per-view and it's unexpected. People complain all the time about WWE yeah, 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 being unbeat. I don't know worried about everybody complaining about it. Yeah. And then when they do something unpredictable, everybody's pissed Everyone's off about pissed it. Everyone's pissed off about it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I thought it was great. I stood shocked for like, I was like, yeah, I did this too. happened. I was watching it at I work. I was about to turn it off and I was like, what the, what is happening? I was watching that and literally I just stopped working. Yeah. Like, what just happened? And that how often no way does that, that happen happened. with WWE? Not which often. is something we were just talking about last week. How often do you fast forward to things? Imagine you're fast forwarding. I fast forward to this match. And you saw somebody lose the Cruiserweight title. Or you saw someone cashing um, money in the bank. By the way, I didn't even know that happened until I watched the recap show. But that's what I'm saying yeah. is that if you do stuff like that, it makes you realize, oh, I can't skip all of this. And that's what they want you to feel while you're watching the product. Which... So we're going to go ahead. I don't like it because to me, if, if, if it's not used correctly from moving on. Yeah. Like storyline, it was a waste completely. But that's the problem. That's what I was. You argue to me all the time. Why should I watch NXT? NXT does not ever give you the feeling that you're talking about right now, where you worry about how this is going to work. And that's why I like to watch NXT. WWE is the only promotion we talk about where no matter what happens, yeah, because it's go, the one we watch the well, most. What? I don't know what they're going to do after this. Yeah, and that's it's like, the one why we watch so, the most. Why does, so... why does everything happen? Shinsuke Nakamura gets... Okay, if gets, we, we're not worried about what's going to happen after this, this is stupid. Like, right now, it's stupid. If we're not worried about what's going to happen after, because that's what they're doing, right now, it's worried. stupid. Why should you be... First, you're not supposed to be worried about Baron Corbin. He's I'm not a, worried about Baron Corbin. You're supposed to be like, yeah, good, I hate that guy. That's how you're supposed to feel about Obviously, it. Obviously, <laughs> on this podcast, for one, I'm not a Baron Corbin fan. Well, no, Like, I, I don't particularly care for him, so... But it just... It just if it's... If Baron Corbin disappears after this and continues to go to mid card, fighting Sami Zayn for doing nothing, mm-hmm. what was the point of it? Well, who did it help? It didn't help anybody. But that's my point. That's what I was saying about NXT. Is that if you think the WWE is this company that looks at every single one of their shining, brilliant superstars in their roster and thinks every show, how can we make this guy better this week? They have never, ever even come close to f***ing giving a shit about any of that kind of thing. <laughs> they just put the piece together and hope that it works out, and that seems crass, think somebody but woke that's up, how they like do Vince it. Like, Vince woke up that morning and was like, ah, cash in a check. I mean, uh, the money in the bank. Nah, don't give him the belt now. Probably. I'm not even f***ing kidding. W- what do you think is going to happen in the future, Vince? I don't know. We'll figure it out when we'll it happens. We'll figure it out when it happens. Yes. That's exactly how they work. Well, you, well, you and say if you that, accept that, you then that's what it is. They like, came out and said that because they did that with Dolph Ziggler. They gave the yeah. belt to Dolph Ziggler. They like, said yeah. that they weren't going to do it. it. Yeah. Just because know. he's cashing does not mean that we're going with him. We'll see. I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, all thinking from now. And if the, if, if the storyline has turned stupid, then I can go back and go, 
All right, do you agree with me now that that was stupid? Well, I'm, I'm, Does I'm it, not, is, is it time? That's thing? not what I'm saying. I'm saying that everybody, because Money in the Bank is this thing that was has built up into such a great moment. It has so many classic moments. It also had Damien Sandow cash in on John Cena where he didn't win. John Cena cashed in, and then the Big Show interfered in the match, and he lost his Money in the Bank privilege on that. They've had Randy Orton and freaking John Cena, multi-time champions, win Money in the Bank. They do stuff with Money in the Bank all the time that's way in my opinion worse than what they just did with baron corbin baron corbin in my opinion and i don't care uh if if you like baron corbin god bless you um (laughs) you're special but it's but that's not but you know he he has his the right to be upset about and he has the right to get a push or whatever but it's just this idea that every moment has this potential to be the biggest moment in someone's Not event, and then they moment. don't do it. It this feels is like just it, like though. a normal moment. This you is cashing ha- in the money in the bank contract. Why does the money in the bank contract have to be like a because they real- made it that way? Well, now they're unmaking it that way. We're going to continue. I'm just saying, I, like, how can you say like it, it, it shouldn't be just you have money money in the bank that that means you're guaranteed to be champion. It's just the same as the Royal Rumble. You win the Royal Rumble does not mean you're definitely going to win the belt at WrestleMania. It's the same thing with money in the bank. The idea that he's was upset about it, and you know his character. It fits his character. Yeah, yeah it does. It does. He's he shouldn't. I, I do. Agree it wasn't with that. fair. It yeah. was John Cena's fault. He'll complain to management, and then Daniel Bryan will probably give him like shrugged shoulders and be like, "What do you want yeah, me to do?" do yeah, you know, handle uh, in the ring. And that's that's very much what would happen. Like, if anything, it's exactly what should have happened to Baron Corbin because if he's the big tough guy that he is, he shouldn't need the money in the bank. The big tough guy that loses a lot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's too cocky. His his arrogance is what gets him the losses that he has. And that's why I am going he to, shouldn't have cashed in because obviously didn't work out. He should have waited and they talked about the whole thing. Play the waiting game. See what it turns into. Because I can do that because that's how I watch wrestling. So I no, can't have fine. an opinion about it later. No, I know that. I just that okay, so you were t- you don't watch NXT. No, I don't. The reason why I I, I do, but I just don't yeah, lately. Uh, NXT is WWE's wrestling show. And I know right. you're gonna think well, all their shows are wrestling. No, shows. I would agree with that. No. Monday Night Raw and SmackDown are shows for people to watch. They want everyone to watch them, and they just happen to be wrestling shows. That's how Vince McMahon, I mean, has said it much more cruder and dismissive towards wrestling than that before. The NXT show is the one where they make it for specifically wrestling fans, and they don't do stuff like this on there. Or when they, it's not even that they don't do stuff like that on there. It's that when they, when they do stuff that you don't like necessarily. Uh, Kevin Owens beat Sami Zayn for the NXT title, the fir- his first title defense, and he didn't even pin him. He just beat him to death with power bombs, and then they called it off, and then just raised Kevin Owens' hand. He never technically won everything. It's a weird like I don't think I don't I don't think you can win a title that way by forfeiture of the referee just saying like he, he's done, you win the belt. Of anything, you would think that was a disqualification for not listening to the referee, but you don't care about it because you know that it's placated to you. When you watch something like this happen on SmackDown, you don't think about the moment. You don't trust the company. You immediately worry. Of course, I don't trust the company. What, did that just come out of your mouth? Yeah, but why don't you? But I'm just saying, like, why don't I trust it? You want me to go down the list of things of why I don't trust the company no, handling some that, stupid storyline? But that's my point. Is that is that you should be able to trust that you can't trust them and just accept <laughs> you? How it's like having a girlfriend that keeps cheating on you and being upset every time she does. It's like you need to either this break, you need to so break up with your yeah, girlfriend yeah, yeah. and right. stop going out with her, or this keep going. But then if she cheats on you, you shouldn't be upset about it because you know it's going to happen. I guess that's exactly what I'm saying. Uh, all right, let's go ahead and start moving into a fix. That was awesome, by the way. <laughs> Um, so one of the other crazy things on, uh, that happened this week was the, uh, Neville lost his belt. Yeah. On What Raw. the hell? That, yeah. I'm much more upset about that. Really? <laughs> yes. I didn't I mean, even watch it. I, I immediately... I instantly saw who was in the ring and I fast forwarded to it. So they actually showed a cruiserweight match on Hulu and I didn't watch it. And then later I heard about it. I'm you should have like, thought about why, why, why they did it? that. Why would they have shown it? This is like, well, we gotta show this one. So anyway, probably on the pre-show, which on, it'll probably be the first match on the pre-show. This is a six hour show, by the way, two hour pre-show for our normal show uh they are opening up the match with how you say that dude's name akira tozawa akira oh my god and neville i love um, akira tozawa i loved him in dragon gate uh before he was in the wwe oh really okay um it was the last pay-per-view that i think was the first time i ever seen him yeah um he was in the cruiserweight classic okay okay yeah I saw um that. he so first when the baron corbin thing happened on smackdown 
I thought it was character driven. We've heard about all the stuff behind, behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. When the thing with Tazawa and 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 Neville happened, more than any more, I thought this has got to be politically motivated. Like I almost thought like we don't want we we I almost I immediately thought they're afraid it's going to be bumped from SummerSlam, so they're doing it here. Here, really? Okay, that's what I thought about it. I thought the same thing with Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. That also built to just adding more stuff to their match on at SummerSlam. But that's what Monday Night Raw felt. It felt like they went over the matches and went, we we have a six-hour show, and somehow we don't have time for all of these matches. So we got to bump some of them to Raw. And that's what I thought happened with All right, let's go ahead and start getting into our first picks then. Okay, so, so we're going to have a rematch at SummerSlam with Tozawa and Neville. Correct. Where now Akira Tozawa is the champion. Correct. Who do you think is going to win that one, Chris, on the pre-show? I'm going with Neville. Really? Yeah, actually, this belt, um, before Neville got the belt, bounced around a little bit. I think it would be kind of shocking the way to start the show on the pre-show. Because um, yeah. I, I think it's going to be on the pre-show. But if they were, if it would have been shocking, then why didn't they do why it? Why not do it why didn't the they other do way around him here? Win? Yeah, yeah exactly. I don't know. I don't know. And how did he win? Was it, it wasn't a fluke or anything? No, he kept trying to go up top for his big senton splash he's been doing mm-hmm. in his finish. He kept getting knocked down. It was a good build to when he finally okay. hit it, you know. They don't do that kind of stuff enough anymore. Now it's just people hit their finish like 30 yeah, seconds okay. of the match. It's try to do your finish, stop. Try to do it, stop. Try, try, try. So when they finally do it, you feel, well, that's got to be it. And then he won. And then that was it. And then uh, Titus O'Neil came in and put him on his shoulders. And then like Apollo Crews like held up the Titus oh, it's brand yeah, 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 okay. uh, t-shirt, which looks like a ridiculous like 90s uh, sports retreat Who do you logo. got? I want it to be Neville because I just think I like Tozawa, but <clears> I don't <throat> think he's going to draw the attention to the cruiserweight division the way Neville will. I think Neville is a better champion, so I will also say Neville. But okay. that's not necessarily even that I think that's what's going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen, but I don't want to pick the other guy. I don't know. Okay. And did you, should we speak for Philip as we go match yeah, to match? Uh, or yeah, let's we... go ahead. Philip's in his picks in, obviously, so we're going to go ahead and... Uh... Say his, too. He mailed them in, and he also picks Neville. Okay. That was a wash. They mentioned today that um, the SmackDown Tag Team Championship is also going to be put okay. on the pre-show. Okay, so the New Day and the Usos. Which I... There's going to be, it's gonna be more than that on the pre-show. There's going to be more than two matches on the pre-show, guaranteed. It's two hours. Well, yeah, there are a lot of wrestlers that haven't even been put not, on yeah. the show yet. Um. No, they can do two hours of just were a young asking Booker T questions. No, That's very interesting. All. all right, let's go with New Day and Usos. Uh, New Day has the belt right now. You think they keep it? I think so. I actually... See, the New Day, I feel... I like the New Day. I loved them a year ago. They're, they're, they're not doing... They used to be innovative. What they were doing was innovative. Now it's just... It they're feels to me thing. like it's the same yeah. thing. I say that as we're... The guys that talk about New Japan all the time. Yeah, where Bullet exactly. Club has been around for God knows how long. Um, I just think that it's inevitable that someone's going to break up and that, that the team's going to break up. It has to happen at some point. Why does it have to happen? Because it's WWE, Chris... Name uh, one know, team that has that a broken up. Excuse you, like no matter if it's something stupid. Well, it's WWE. That's what they do. It's what they Maybe do. Maybe one day they won't do stupid stuff, and they won't have to stop cutting Pyro out of shows and stuff like that. And they'll make money, more money. They make a lot of money now. You're saying you don't want to see uh, Big E like beat up Kofi Kingston? No, because I've seen both those guys outside of New Day, and this is why they're in New Day. But they're better now. I think. Yeah, they are. De- they are definitely better. And I think. Um... You think they would have good solo stuff now after? Yeah, I you do. Think so? I do. I don't think I think Xavier Woods would would work better with a group, but I do too. Um, and it doesn't mean that the all three of them have to go their ways. I think they can one. do a, a shield thing where one of them splits off and the other two stay okay close. Still say new day. Um, so who do you? So got when I see them, as opposed to like the the Usos who have changed over the last few months, and I really 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 like them i do too um i used to be hit or miss on the new day philip talks all the time about how much he hates the usos um i really like the usos now and because of that i'm going to pick the usos because i just think they deserve to be holding the straps okay who does uh do his headband got the dude with the headband who's not here again also picks the usos okay see I'm making what a is, new day. What does that say when I just preface that by saying that Philip hates the, the Usos? 
Um, let's go. Let's start going down the list then. Uh, the demon, because it definitely says the demon. Yeah, they put him in the Finn picture. Balor. They did the same thing last year. I don't know what it is. It's it's like Why they don't they trust the audience to know about his the character. Demon? Why don't yeah. they just not say anything about it and just let him come out as the demon? Well, it's it's weird. It's like um, Chris Jericho is always prides himself on being the guy that surprises people. So right. every time he shows up, there's not no he one no one ever advertises that he's on like going to yeah, be yeah. on the show. He just shows up. They don't do that with a lot of people, and I think. It kind of hurts it, especially if they're not there for a match. Like, Goldberg's going to be here, or Brock Lesnar's going to be right, here. Right. It makes perfect sense. You want to advertise a big star and how it's different for the show so that people will tune in to see Brock Lesnar. But it takes away from what I think of as, like, the wrestling storytelling that... Because they don't advertise anything else most of the time, you know? So, just someone just showing up, I think that's a bigger deal. The Finn Balor demon... uh persona just feels like something that should be organic where you shouldn't have to even say they should just when he said the whole thing bray wyatt will be there and i'm bringing my demons and you heard the crowd pop on raw that should have been enough they didn't need to show a graphic right after commercial break showing finn balor in full-on paint going well it's confirmed and just like the really cool killing voice of michael cole saying like the demon's going to be at SummerSlam. so i'm picking finn balor for this with the caveat i think finn balor wins Mm-hmm. Bray Wyatt becomes infatuated with been Finn Balor and the Demon. Ooh, yeah. I like that too. Well, I think Bray got his win on Raw. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Finn's gonna then get his win back. So after this, he'll just start preaching of the of the Demon. Since, yeah, since he's he's been. I really like that actually. Yeah. Um, the I don't think Finn's ever lost with the demon makeup on. Dude. Be wary if during the match they mention it, because then that's never then a good never sign. It's never going to happen. <laughs> um, but uh, he only takes it, puts it on when he takes it up a notch. And when he takes it up a notch, he doesn't lose. So I'm not saying he's winning because he's put it on his makeup, but at the same time, yes, it's yeah, exactly yeah. what I'm saying. Uh, Philip also picks Finn. All right. Um, next one. Let's go ahead and put this in the most useless match types ever. Uh, Big Show versus Big Cass was Enzo suspended above the ring in a shark cage. A shark cage match. Yeah. The second one of this year. No, the third one of this year. Yeah. The third shark cage match of this year. Let's go ahead and say that out the loud The last again. calendar year. Not of yes. 2017. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got to sell that toy. <laughs> they do, apparently. I'm going to go buy one. Now to the, make them stop sh- just they, shut up about they, it. The one they did on, in NXT with the Authors of Pain was good. Um, that was a good match. But though. that one they didn't have the crane above the ring. Uh, but I think this is going to be like how they did at the Royal Rumble with Chris Jericho, where right. he's Sex actually going to be hanging it. above the yeah. ring. They used to do stuff like this all the time. Yeah, I it's know, so I know. corny. Yeah. Um, so what do you, what do you think? Are you excited about this match? I thought Cass's promo on yeah, Raw Cass's was great. Pro- promo was really good. This is uh, the first time where I, I think the crowd gets to him. Really, like really does get yeah. to him. Um, which he's able to use. But that's really good. Yeah, it's good. I'm surprised at how much heat he's gotten on him for picking on Enzo. Like, I knew that he would get heat. Yeah, it's kind of surprising because I thought Enzo was getting to the point where it was the crowd and stuff like that because he was getting knocked out and then people were thinking, thanking people. Like, thank yeah. you for knocking him out. Cause yeah. he seemed, like, I think the, his stick it, is getting old. It just shows that that was all the more reason why it was the perfect time perfect to pull time the trigger to do it, yeah. Um, Which so I didn't the, think at the time, but uh, I mean, there's all the stories from the locker room behind the scenes that you know mm-hmm. one of the reasons this is all happening is to make Cass look good and get him away from Enzo because yeah. Enzo's got major heat for him, like in real life. So with all this said, um, Big Cass it, wins. They, this. they split the tag team. They're building this up a new star. Uh, no one really likes Enzo. They hurt Big Show's hand. Big Show's a veteran that doesn't need to win. All that said, I'm picking the Big Show. Are you really? Yes. Because every time they do this whole thing with the Big Show, and it pisses me off, the Big Show wins. I'd rather pick the Big Show and be wrong than pick Cass and be right. I'm picking Cass. and that it, In my head, there's no logical reason why Big Show should win this. No, there's not. But you're right, though. But uh, yeah, You right? are right. It will be stupid, because like, what's the point in that? Unless Enzo gets involved, somehow he'll drop the chain down like I they already, did. In I already this. wrote your name... Uh, uh, as Cass on your pick, yeah, yeah, but I also fine. want to say that no one who's got somebody in the cage usually loses. Yeah, they true. usually win. All right. Um, next is Randy Orton versus Rusev. Oh, Machka. I. It's. This seems like such an underwhelming as shit match. Yeah. Uh, 
I want I'm Randy Orton. I too think much today. I apologize. No, that's fine. That. It's um, just more work for me on the back end. I mean, I don't. <laughs> of uh, Orton, just seems like he he needs a pay per view win. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't even know. But I think Rusev needs a pay per view. I win do. I more. agree. I agree. Orton um, doesn't really need wins. He doesn't. No, he but doesn't. it's also his character to win. So I think Rusev needs wins a whole lot more than Orton does. Obviously. Yes. So but I would I... like Rusev to win this. Yeah. So He's I'm gonna going pick going him. To. You're gonna pick. Rusev. I'm gonna pick Rusev just because I want that to happen, and I'm picking with my heart. That's the problem. We talk about that a lot. When I don't think it's one. People seem to talk a lot about this guy needs a win, and then it also is usually followed by people being very upset. And I think we're thinking about things the wrong way. I think if somebody needs a win to the WWE, they think you're a loser. Good <laughs> or God. that you can take a loss. What's your picks? Come on. I'm picking Randy Orton. I'm sure do was the headband picked RKO. So. I don't... That's a weird assumption. He did. No, it's um, not because he always picks Randy Orton. Why, what are you talking about? But why does he pick him in the like, Royal Rumble out of nowhere? Pick, oh my God. Hashtag, out of nowhere. Hashtag out of nowhere. Okay, let's just move on. Okay, anyway, let's go uh, SmackDown Women's Champion, Naomi versus Natalia. This Naomi, because then Carmella's going to cash in on her. Yeah, I think Naomi too, and cashing in, it seems like the obvious thing that's going to happen. It'd be funnier if she did it on <laughs> Natalia, but... but, but um. <laughs> Uh, Natalia hasn't been very heelish lately. No. So I don't know if they're going to, if they could have Natty win and then have Carmella Instantly. cash in on so that Natalia would turn, could turn babyface. but that only makes sense if they're turning somebody else heel because then that would be too many bad guys. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. Um, uh, Natalia. No. You're picking Naomi. Naomi. Um, let's see what the dude says. He picks Natty. Of course he did. Let's I mean, move. I love Natalia. Yeah, it's I just, do too. I, I, I like I both of them. Do you kind of agree that this feels kind of a nothing? The stuff with uh, Charlotte and her family has been distracting. Her, you know, her Becky's been kind of just like the filler person. The filler person. What's yeah. going on with the with the four horsewomen? I mean, nothing. Wasn't Charlotte the biggest female star athlete last year? Now she's not even on SummerSlam. I, I don't. I don't think she would be anyway because of her dad. But and then you got the women's the the Raw women's yeah, with so Sasha's going on, raw. and I don't think anyone thinks that she's. Uh, no, Bliss, I guaranteed to Bliss win either. Keeps this. Uh, I'm picking Bliss for the one, the Raw Women's Champion. Okay. There's no sense in never taking the belt off of Bliss. She is awesome with the belt. Yeah. Did you like her silver spray painted um, lifeguard, <laughs> so, lifeguard chair? chair? Yeah. yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, but Phillip, I'm definitely picking Bliss. Philip picks Sasha Banks. Really? Okay. Sasha Banks has never won a big match on pay per view. I'm really. I'm thinking uh, about it. She loses. No, on she loses a lot. to Charlotte a lot. Um, so she always wins like the night after. Yeah. Uh, and again, if they bring that up on pay per view, probably it's gonna means happen, she's going to yeah. win. But um, I won't know that until there. I'm supposed to pick now. I mean, I'll pick Bliss. You're going to pick Bliss. Okay. All right, all right. Um. And okay. Also, something that happened on Raw this week. The two thirds of the Shield got back together. Oh my God! How have we not talked yeah, about I don't this know how yet? Here's a weird thing too, because I'm marking out right now. Yeah, thinking it was about it. it was awesome. It was really awesome. Um, so they're gonna be. <laughs> Sam's got to take a break for a second. They are now a tag team, and they are gonna fight Sheamus and Cesaro for the tag team championship belts. Let's go back to um, what we we're talking about before with Corbin and how he, we worry every time WWE makes a decision. Right. When the Shield debuted. Right. I still felt the sting of the of um, the. At the the nexus that had just happened not that long before, right, right, right. which was just Terrible. handled horribly. Right, right, right. So when the shield happened, I was so worried that they were going to mess it up immediately. Right. Um, I was at the raw where they did their first interview where Dean said that the the my favorite meme of just nope. Um, yeah. They just hit it out of the park and then they just kept doing it and they never stopped. They were. One of the most flawlessly great groups in WWE history, and that's not even an exaggeration. I I like the Shield maybe more than any other group. I don't hold me to that, but as far as always delivering on what I expect from them, having great matches on pay per view, obliterating people, really, um, stick you know sticking it. The only thing that could stop them was themselves, which was so which great. Which is what happened. Um, so I've wanted this to happen for a long time, obviously. The moment that Dean and Seth were helping each other on Raw, um, because now they're both baby faces, mm-hmm. when they went to commercial break, I thought about it. I was like, I don't like that. Seth and Dean wouldn't get along. 
because they have such history. Which is weird to think that that sticks out so much. I guess because they were in the shield that like yeah, yeah. every babyface has turned heel and every heel's turned babyface and everybody's fought somebody. So you could argue that they wouldn't get along because they used to not get along here to almost any duo that exists. Um, Edge and Randy Orton were a tag team for a long time, and no one was like, well, how could they be friends? They had a big rivalry just a year before. No one thought that at all. Um, Dean and Seth is many years later, but then it's still fresh, and I just love that that turned into a storyline. I guess they had to do the fist bump. I don't know why. I just I thought they were going to do it at SummerSlam. I did too, actually. I, I thought that too. Kurt was going to like put them together reluctantly. Like, they didn't want to go for the titles, but then Kurt Angle was like, but now you're doing it? But now they're walking into SummerSlam and as the Shield. But I'll tell you this, the they went for that, like, false, give me a fist bump, and then the other guy was like, nah. They did that, like, 20 times, yeah. and only with that much people being caring about the Shield could that have worked, because that is the hokiest, one of the hokiest things I've ever seen. Like, give me a fist bump, nah. nah. All right, no, you want it? Nah, and then they did that. Like, how many times did they do that wrong? When they finally did it, oh, it was so great. How long do you think it till Roman is in the group? Right after SummerSlam. Yeah, that's what I'm Next thinking Monday. too. So, um, so Roman's either going to get jumped or something like that. Or... Roman's not going to be a factor in the main event um, unless he wins. But unless I don't he think wins. he's going to win. I think he's going to um, win. But <laughs> if he wins, it's different. But I think that if he doesn't win, he's not getting the. He's not going to move on from this picture afterwards. I think he could just be like, I wasn't there, blah, blah. I've got my own issues. I don't know, but it's weird because if Seth and Dean are tag team champions, who I'll go ahead and officially say that they're going to win. Yeah, I think so too. This I'm is, I, them. The I shield. don't want to say it, but I mean, I think this is the most obvious win on the show. Yeah, I think so too. Why would you put them? Unless Dean or somebody turns on the other one in the match. Don't they could that. they could they could drag the story out longer where they have it and then there's a miscommunication or they don't trust each other in the ma- that could happen. Don't, I don't want don't, it to happen, especially how great the moment was at the beginning WWE, of the WWE, don't do that. Please. So yeah, I'm picking him. Who did uh do does the headband pick? Uh he picked the shield because he's So he picked the shield. Because he's a smart guy. Yeah. I mean, um, like to pretend like he's not, but I'm I'm hoping Roman gets into it. If he has the belt or not, let's still all have belts and the tag team belts and everything. Let's do that over again. Yeah. I'm fine with it. So let's move on to the AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens with Shane McMahon as a special guest referee. Mm-hmm. I don't know who wins this. It's going to be AJ Styles. I want to say AJ. I really do. There was a little bit of a like hint that they could turn Seth uh, Shane heel, but why would you do nah, that? That's no, it doesn't make, there's um, no payoff there. So Except that the McMahons do it all the goddamn time. Yeah, I time. know that. I know that. Um, there was a whole highlight reel of him turning yeah. and screwing people over. Well, it's just like, regardless of whether or not the McMahons should put themselves in the spotlight, they always they do. do. Yeah. And I'm picking AJ at the end of the day just because of what I want to happen. But yeah. um, I, like I think the there's a small possibility that he doesn't screw over Kevin Owens just to prove that, hell, hey, like, I said I'm a man of my word. I think he won't screw. I think it's... They always play it up, but then he's just going to call him. I mean... I like to think that Kevin's foot will be on the rope. And he ain't going to see and it. And he's not going to see yeah. it. And then maybe there'll be a couple times where he restarts the match. And then he misses another call. And then Kevin's mad at him. I like. Bomb I just like the um, the chemistry of Kevin and Shane. I've yeah, liked that too. since last year. He's, every time they do a promo together, I was like, these guys just don't like each other. Um, way more than the AJ-Shane match. I thought, I mean, I'm not complaining about their match or the great Kevin versus... Um, Jericho from WrestleMania, but I think yeah. I would love to watch Shane versus Kevin Owens. I know no one's pining for another Shane McMahon match, but it's gonna happen. And to do with the headband pick Kevin Owens. To do with the headband kiss. I mean, that's not a bad pick. It's I not like a bad Kevin pick. Owens, you know. Like I, I really think it could go that way. But I'm but I just AJ. you know he's uh, Kevin already got rid of his US Tron, and then AJ's got that sweet new Star Spangled, a uh, phenomenal T-shirt similar to Cody Rhodes. So uh, next is uh, John Cena and Baron Corbin, and which is very like different now. This is uh, Corbin all day. So that's what I'm saying. Does the cash in does not does that not completely change the complexion of the last? No, because I would have I would have picked John Cena. Yeah. Uh, yesterday. Uh huh. And now, now I'm picking Baron Corbin all day long. Now isn't that isn't that a good thing? I don't know. How is he a loser if now you're immediately thinking he's going to beat John Cena at SummerSlam? Sure. Right. Um, I'm picking Corbin. 
We're all picking Corbin. I mean, I think that if he loses, it it could contribute to more, to of, him more of him losing his, his, like, mind. Losing his so mind. So it won't surprise me if Cena wins because LOL Cena wins. Yeah, yeah. But also... It's SummerSlam uh, and SummerSlam. SummerSlam, Cena, Cena usually loses, doesn't so, win. Yeah. yeah, he wins at WrestleMania, he loses at SummerSlam. All right, next is Jinder Mahal versus Nakamura. The fact that there's no money in the bank yeah, makes this match this. so much better Yeah, That was ruining this match for me, was the Baron Corbin mm-hmm. thing, because that's not better. Jinder continuing on his run it's fine. is fine. Shinsuke Nakamura becoming champion it's awesome. is f-ing amazing. Yeah. So Corbin cashing is just is just to we have to do it because we have to have someone cash in. At so some why point. wouldn't he do it here? You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is why I'm again another point why I was fine with what happened on SmackDown. You're uh, you're, you're slowly convincing me. Um, but... Nakamura all the way. How do you I, not pick? I Nakamura? have to pick Nakamura just for the simple fact of I want Nakamura to have the belt. He won the NXT title in the same building last year. In Brooklyn. They'll say that. At the NXT show. I'm sure they'll say that at the show. Oh, they will say that at the show. They'll say that several times at the show. Um, Who did uh, do his headband pick? Uh, he picked the modern-day Maharaja. No way. Okay. Yeah. yeah. This is, so if the it, picks if are getting Jinder, interesting. Now, Jinder beat John Cena. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, no. he No, did he lost. He, did he, he lost. win? Who did Corbin John hit, Cena was about to cover him. Yeah, but that doesn't he, mean he wouldn't have kicked out. No, this was a AA from the top rope. Well, middle rope. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not the top rope. <laughs> Uh, Jinder um, has basically beaten just Orton and always under nefarious means, but he's yes. had he's his run's been a lot longer than anybody thought yeah. it was going to be. Yeah, um, and he's really grown on me. They've really done everything yeah, they, they can to make him feel like a star. They said that this was a big one of the biggest main events of all time on SmackDown when it was him versus Cena, which I thought was like this was that like, was very you dramatic. Know, the grudge match they had, uh, you know, a couple yeah. weeks was the first one. Uh, the but. I, I like his music. I like Jinder. I'm, I do, too. I'm, I'm a big fan like of Jinder he, now. He's grown on me, and at no time when he's has the belt, I'm like, man, that dude doesn't deserve the belt. And that, But that's crazy, because that's 100% just the WWE promotional machine of how they've been presenting yeah. him. Because he doesn't have a great in-ring matches. None of his matches have been no, like, this not is a he, great match, yeah, but, but he wrestles he's what fine. I like to think of like a main event style, where you mm-hmm. let the story be the match. And you and you're more minimal in what you do. His and, match with Cena, I thought was good. Too. And like I said on the last podcast, he has kind of a stiffer style. Yeah, which can play really, really, really well with Nakamura. Yeah. I'm, so. I'm very. I like see that kind of style of what he's been doing is the kind of style of match that I think Nakamura excels in better. Yeah. Than the stuff that he was doing with Dolph and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Where um, is Dolph actually? Which is a, a more traditional old school style. Dolph hasn't of been pace. on TV in forever. Uh, the rumor with Dolph is that he's being repackaged. repackaged. He oh, might yeah, get yeah, sent down true. to NXT. Um, he might get a whole new look. Might get a new new, new name. All kinds of stuff wow, going okay. on possibly with Dolph. Um, then let's go is probably the main event of the night. Which wait, wait, did, it, who you did? Who did you Nakamura. pick? Nakamura. Yeah, I'm picking I'm Nakamura. supposed to just assume yeah. that. No, I said Nakamura okay. at the beginning. Definitely Nakamura. Um, main event for the Universal uh, Milky Way champion, mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar, um, Roman Reigns, Samoa Joe, and Braun Strowman. This one, I've... Have, have you heard any more things about Brock Lesnar? Brock Lesnar, I, I, it's still there that he is leaving after the SummerSlam. It, like, everybody keeps saying that, but nobody's really sure, so, I mean, that could be hearsay for all we know. I The fact that it's a fatal four-way, the fact that they keep saying that he's leaving, all of that to me, says it's not that Lesnar's happen. winning. Right, right. That's what all that says to me. Lesnar also, I don't think he's lost. At some, no, he lost to Kurt Angle. But he, he's, SummerSlam is his show, typically. Okay. You, I know you don't like when I throw things like out there, but that, that is something. That's a weird thing the WWE does. They'd like to have Undertaker with WrestleMania. That's a thing that they do. They pick their big stars, get to have a show that's like their show. Their show. Lesnar obviously is going to go at some point. I don't think he will stick around. Maybe he'll win and then he'll lose it like on Raw or something. They did the same thing with Chris Jericho in the U.S. title. Um, it doesn't mean that he's not leaving soon. This is true. This is um, true. But all it just seems too obvious that he'll lose. But it's not like I'd be sh- shocked. No, I think I'd be shocked. I mean, really? okay. if Roman wins, I think it'd be a waste because it's just gonna because they're just gonna hate Roman. Yeah, they are. If, they and are without any storyline for it. Um, because then he doesn't even get to say that he. You can, I don't like the whole "I beat three other men" when you win a belt for the first time. So, uh, I'm 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 either between Roman just because I always pick Roman, mm-hmm. and I don't know why to break it now, or Braun 
see now Braun see, winning would be awesome. Braun seems to me it would be like the the an awesome pick. The yeah. crowd's gonna love it. Storyline they can do a lot of stuff with it. But then what do they do after that? Roman fighting them for it. I mean that's that's what storyline would be. Roman and Joe fighting them for it. I think that's what it would be. But I don't know. See, I don't know. And I almost want to pick Brock because it just seems like well why it's a four way and everything. See, I feel like the 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 dynamic of Raw has been built for so long around a champion that's not there. there. That the idea of having someone there every week is hard to comprehend at this point, which is a weird thing to say. You think it should be like that? Now? Um, I've actually really like I like the difference between SmackDown and Raw. SmackDown feels like a more faster pace of like every week it's deciding what's going to happen, and Raw feels like a bigger, more long term build, Where they to don't big even match, have a belts. few things, big match kind of style. It's a, it's a contrast. I I don't I don't I've grown I've grown to it. Right, right. It doesn't mean that they won't do it. Um, I don't particularly care for the guy that has the belt. Again, that's another, but then show. that's another thing: the idea of someone who's almost never there to losing the belt, and then you know whoever is going to win it is going to be there every week. It makes it feel like they're diminished by the fact that, that he has that Lesnar just left. Yeah, it feels like if Lesnar is going to leave, he needs to lose one on one. Like I'd rather have Brock retain by beating Joe, and then on Monday Night Raw brawl like. Braun like threatened to murder Kurt until he gives him a rematch on Raw, and then Braun beats Brock Lesnar unadvertised on Raw. See, I want that to happen. See, doesn't that doesn't that seem like it's a bigger deal than if Braun? Not that it wouldn't be a big it deal. If Braun be, I mean, won be. the main event of SummerSlam and became Universal Champion, and then you can have him standing over three broken bodies, and you get the whole who can stop Braun Strowman? You don't. My problem is that I don't know how many main events they can drag Braun through with the belt. On his first run, starting at SummerSlam, yeah, it feels like something yeah. they would do with him later. Does that make sense? And I, that's a weird. Th- I, I can't help but think yeah, about that kind of. Yeah, because I mean, before WrestleMania, they would have to get it off of him because they can't go into WrestleMania with him in the main event. It just, but why not? Yeah, but I don't think it's a good poster. I, I don't think he has the name. They always want the belt on some big name for WrestleMania. I mean, they could do like a long term build of Roman you know, versus like Braun, right? At summer at WrestleMania, but I think they've done it too many. But times I think they're going to do Roman and Cena at SummerSlam. So put the belt on Roman for SummerSlam, and they fight for the belt at Summer uh, WrestleMania. That could work. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't know. Pick uh, Philip. Pick Joe. I don't. Think I love the idea of Philip. I, Joe I like Joe having the belt, champion. but I don't think it's uh, it's not going to happen here. So that was a throwaway. You said this. You said Phillip. the same way with the Fatal Five way. I did. This is this is the hardest choice. I personally think that. Finn has been quietly pulled out of this whole mix I, oh, because I they're building so up something yeah. with Finn. And Finn versus anybody in this match it would be would awesome. work. Yeah. So that's why it's hard for me because I think whoever wins this next thing I would, is I, Finn. Is, is arguably the next thing is Finn. Okay. Um, and then you have Finn be champion in the winter time. Yeah. Before WrestleMania, unless I mean the thing about Finn is that even though he's small. He's a poster. Yeah, yeah. That's the he difference is. between yeah, Finn yeah. is that regardless of how small he is, his look is something that they can p- advertise, and people aren't going to go, "Well, that guy looks small." They're going to look at that guy, and then, but similar to Roman, and, and at no time do you look at Finn as, even with his size and go, "Oh man, that just looks really outmatched." Yeah. But, Why is that? What is it about Finn that you do that? Because you put another guy Finn's size, exact size, and you go. Oh, look how small that guy is compared to him. Because it's all about the way you present somebody. Yeah. The same with Shawn Michaels. Finn and Shawn are not that dis- dissimilar in size. Mm. It's just... Finn looks a lot it's smaller so much, than It's so much... Like, when Finn came Shawn. out and beat Seth... Uh, whoever in the first episode of Raw, and then beat Roman in the main event, yeah. and then beat Seth Rollins, doing stuff like that subconsciously just makes you accept him. Well, I was But then even if he was NXT, smaller, so. him against Braun Strowman for the title, or him against... Brock Lesnar in particular are matches. I like the small man versus big Damn, man on top kind of, that, of match. Finn can carry. Finn can carry almost anybody in a match. So him and Braun would be awesome. So him. So that's long term. But that's what I'm saying is that uh, okay. Once we, we have to, ends, we have to get our picks out. Okay. Well, you, I'm going with. I'm going with Lesnar. I'm going with Roman. I'm going to go ahead and throw my vote away. That's not that's not a throwaway. No, I, it, that's one, why this one is a those, good match. Is that I think that I don't know who's going to win. I really, I really don't know don't. who's going to win. And See, I they give it good. to Roman. Roman holds it all the way to WrestleMania. Yeah. If it goes to Brock, he might hold it all the way to WrestleMania mm-hmm. if he stays. If it goes to Joe or Braun, it goes off of them before WrestleMania sometime. But I mean, that can that's the thing. But that's if, easy to do. But you can do that. That's what I'm saying. Uh, that that's what's so great about Summer. It used to be more Survivor Series, um, but the last few years, SummerSlam has really kind of set the tone of what's going to happen. 
Right. What do you think they're going to do for the main event next year? I mean, I say that as if like the Goldberg Lesnar thing from last year yeah, didn't yeah, exactly yeah. set up. You know, um, the opening match to SummerSlam last year was Big Cass and Enzo Mori versus Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho. Was it? And we saw where those guys went, oh, and yeah, everyone sure thought it was so yeah. weird that Kevin Chris won yeah. because they thought that um, why would they go? It down? was a waste yeah. because they're not going to be a big thing, and and Enzo and Cass are the team that need the win. Little did everybody know of what Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens were going to end up being. Well, those are our picks for SummerSlam. Um, it's going to be. It's a good going weekend. to. Po- I, it's going to be a good show. We also got the NXT show. And Which is going to be great. I'm going to watch. I'm going to try to catch up on NXT, at least for the past couple episodes, just so yeah. I know what's going on. The big giant rumor that's obviously going for TakeOver is Adam Cole, oh, baby. Yeah. So, uh, as Adam Cole shows up on NXT, they instantly get a new viewer, because I love Adam Cole. Yeah. So. Um, but, dude, I mean, Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Roode. Yeah, gonna yeah, it's going to be good. Um, um, what else is on there? Ember Moon versus Asuka. Of, uh, okay, yeah. I don't, I don't know why I... I feel like Asuka's going to keep that belt forever. Forever. I think she's going to come up to the main roster with, with that it? belt and then like retire the belt. Something something ridiculous mm. like that. Um, the problem is that I kept thinking that they, it seemed like they weren't going to ever diminish Charlotte. That they were going to have her keep just plowing through everybody. Because then it turns into like, well, who's going to beat Charlotte? And it, and it ended up being up. Bailey. Yeah, who, yeah. And we saw what happened. <laughs> Um, which shouldn't I shouldn't be saying it that way, but that's how it worked out. That I thought then it would be Asuka, and now I feel once Asuka comes up, that that match isn't doesn't feel as big of a deal as if it happened like six months ago. Yeah, they definitely put Charlotte on like kind of the back burner, back burner stuff. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know why. Long term, I don't know. That's the only um, thing I, I think Charlotte. of. I, um, I do too. Um, so let's go ahead and start closing out the show. Uh, we have been Nerds of Square Circle. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, SoundCloud. We're on SoundCloud. I've- Always, always forget to say that. Subscribe to us on YouTube and leave us a five star, all the stars review. Um, and also, um, I know some of y'all do this and do email it to us at somewhere nerdy radio at gmail.com is our email address. Send us your picks. Um, put them in the comments page right below this on somewherenerdy.com or write them in on the Facebook page or the SoundCloud account, whatever, whatever's easy for you. Let us know your picks. There's a lot yeah. of them. Yeah, it's, it's a big wrestling weekend. So tune in next week where we'll see who goes home with my belt or it just stays with me and i defend the belt um that belt is um i'm gonna tape it up this weekend thank you it, it will save me a lot of time from having to tape it up myself so if you could tape it up that way it'll be ready for me next week that'd be great so anyway we have been your host i am snarf chris and i'm sam Jericho. that dude's sam yeah and do his headband hopefully he'll be here next week yeah, Maybe. If, if he's not and he wins the predictions, he's not getting this. He's belt. not getting the belt. We're, it's for, we're, this, we're this, gonna, this belt we're is going up in here. No, this belt will be um, uh, vacated. Vacated. Okay. If he doesn't, and show then up. I think in two weeks we're gonna have a special guest on the podcast. Uh, we should be. Let's let's wait till next week. Okay. To announce it. All right. We're not we're not gonna announce it yet. Um, but maybe a special guest in a couple of weeks. So uh, we'll see you next Friday. We release the podcast every Friday, unless we don't. Thanks, guys. <laughs>